Hey everybody. I don't really feel like being funny or pretending to be funny or whatever you want to call what I usually do at the beginning of a show. Uh, last night hurt. It hurt bad. This was supposed to be the year that I finally got to go see my Braves play for the World Series. I had travel arrangements ready to go and everything. But that isn't happening. I'm crushed. And and I know you all are too. There, there's no sugarcoating what happened on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. The Braves blew it. I'm pissed off. I'm sad. I'm frustrated as hell. And nothing but time is really going to make it better. However... The way these last three games went is not how I'm going to remember the 2020 season for the Atlanta Braves. I'm going to remember it as the year of the victory, Moose. I'm going to remember it as the year I got my 15 minutes of fame, I guess. Thanks in no small part to Doc Herbert, Corey Lester, and oddly, a potato. I'm going to remember it as the year I started a podcast and in the process made a dear friend in my co-host Cam Matthews, who, who I hardly even knew before we started this show. I'm going to remember it as the year that baseball found a way to entertain us all summer long, despite an ongoing global pandemic. I'm going to remember it as the year that the Braves had every chip on the table stacked against them and won not one, but two playoff series for the first time since I was barely in high school. I'm going to remember it as the year that a team with barely two starting pitchers put massive dents in the armor of the team that everyone else in the country thought of as the best team in baseball, despite the finish not being what we all wanted. Baseball can be a cruel sport. It is for 29 out of 30 teams every single year. We'll get through this. And I'm supremely confident that there are better days ahead. Be good to each other. Let's start the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chatting Average Podcast with your hosts, Riley's Race and the Big Chop Man. Welcome to your friendly neighborhood Atlanta Braves podcast. Welcome to Chatting Average. I'm your host, Alex, joined as always by Cam Matthews. How's it going today, Cam? What do you say there, Tater? Damn it, Cam. <laughs> um, normally, what? this is the part where I ask you what you've been up to this week. But I, I know exactly what you've been up to this week. You know what I've been up to this week. We both know what everybody who's listening has been up to this week. Um, it was a tough one. It was a tough one. We, uh... 
Felt really good on Thursday. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It really was. I mean, think think back, if you will. Think back with me to game one. Austin Riley hitting that mammoth home run to center field. That That might have been... The, the happiest I've ever been as a baseball fan. Obviously, it's my it's my Twitter brand. So, yeah, that was cool. But my brand. Was, yeah. Like that was that was before we had a big lead. That was when that was before, you know, as a fan base, we got overconfident. That was when we still thought like these are the unbeatable Dodgers. And then in that moment, it was like the switch flipped and we all realized, holy crap, we might have the better team here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I've I've tried to think all day about how I wanted to approach this series. Um. Let me start off by saying that you as a fan, however you feel about what went down over the past seven days, that is completely your right. You can be pissed. You can be sad, upset. You can be uh, optimistic about next year. You can just be you know, grateful and happy that the Braves got to where they ended up this season considering everything. And that's fine. Uh, I would say that I'm I'm feeling a little bit of all those things. What I don't advocate for, though, is being an asshole to other fans for little to no reason. Let people react how they want. You know, if people want to be mad, let them be mad. If people want to be, you know, optimistic about next year, let them do so. And let let me let me interject here for just one second. Um, if if you're listening to this and you think we're talking about you, one you're you're probably right, but two, we're not calling you out by name because there were a lot, a lot of people who had the reaction that Cam is describing. Yeah, so I, I think, I think it, you know, in, in situation like this, as in other moments in sports and in life, it's okay to have a, a broad range of emotions about everything. Um, you know, on one hand, this season, I don't think is anything to turn your nose up at if you are a Braves fan or for the Braves players themselves. Uh, you had a lot of unexpected guys step up this year when the team needed them. Uh, you had guys that you expected to be stalwarts for the team go above and beyond what we even thought they were would be able to do. This is a team that wasn't predicted to win their division again, and they did it let alone without their number one starter, let alone with barely two formidable starters in the rotation. They won a division while missing Ozzy Albies for over a month. They won a division with their leadoff hitter being hurt for the majority of the season. This is a team that saw an MVP caliber season from their first baseman, who in all likelihood is going to win the MVP. This is a team that saw a near MVP caliber season from the one-year free agent pickup that everybody was, I would, at, at the very best, concerned about filling the shoes of one Josh, Josh Donaldson from last season. 
Marcelo Zuna stepped up to the occasion. Max Freed stepped up to the occasion. The fact of the matter is you can look at the NLCS and you can say, well, there were opportunities there. You had a 3-1 lead. You had runners in scoring position that you didn't cash in. You made mistakes. You made errors. And that happens. And you're right. Yeah, these aren't excuses. These are very valid reasons for why we did not win this series. But to be optimistic about the future, to be happy with how everything turned out, despite everything that occurred this season, is not accepting losing as being okay. Losing sucks. Trust me, I would much rather the Braves be playing tomorrow night than sitting at home. But the fact of the matter is, it wasn't in the hand that we were dealt for that to happen this year. And that's okay. Because I think this team has the talent to continue to thrive. I think this team has the fire to continue pushing. So I'm looking forward to 2021. Last night didn't feel like years past where it was this heartbreaking, crushing loss. Sure, it sucked to lose. But to push arguably the best team in baseball to a seventh game that they had to capitalize on every moment possible given to them, that they had to have every single bit of good luck to swing their way to even make it to the World Series by passing the Braves. That's not something to be ashamed of either. So, you know, we didn't roll over and die in an elimination game like last year where there are questions left as to how much could this team have done. We weren't, you know, beaten outright handedly and shown that really we didn't belong in that situation like two years ago in 2018. We didn't mismanage things like we did in 2013. I know I'm going to catch some flack for that because that's my gimmick, the 2013 Braves. But all in all, this was a well-managed series. 2012, we didn't have some carnival situation like we did with the wild card game. Once we got into first place this season, we rode it through to the end of the regular season, unlike 2011 where we collapsed. 2010, when we couldn't get out of our own way in the postseason, sure, we saw flashes of that, but nothing compared to that year. I think you can be upset about losing. I think we all are. But I also think that you can look forward and say, you know what? That was a heck of a step that this team took this year. And sure, they showed how young they are. They showed how inexperienced they still might be by not capitalizing or by making some dumb mistakes. But you can learn from that and you can get better from that. And I, I think they will. I do. I really do. I I said it last night, and I'm going to say it again. I think this team is close. I, I sincerely do. You know, to, to your point uh, about previous years, about 2019, 2018, 2010, 12, 13, whichever one you want to point at, what I saw from the Atlanta Braves this year is is a team that belongs. And, and damn it, that team proved they belonged. There was no, like, like you said, there was no, 
there was no crazy blowout that that put us out of the postseason and made it look like we didn't deserve to be there. No, we we had the one really bad game in in the 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 NLCS, but you know we we were we were supposed to be there, and and <clears throat> for the most part the team played well. Um, Wait, uh, yeah, said, and, and, and you can see, you can even say it's a bad game, but even then you can look at it as it was a bad inning and a half. Because then at that point we held the Dodgers scoreless, and we managed to still put a few runs across the plate. And then we had a damn dance party afterwards and went out and won the next night. You, you can't tell me that this team didn't have the mental fortitude there in this series to win it. You know that that showed it right there. What we were missing, the only the only thing we were missing was we needed we needed our moment. And Cam, you you said this to me uh, in the DMs during Game Seven. We we just we we never we never got that one signature moment in Game Seven where we saw it and said, "This is this is it. We're we're the best team in baseball. We're winning this." And the Dodgers got that moment. And sometimes that's just the way it goes. And it, yeah, it seems like it's us more often than it's other people, but it, it's other people a lot of the time too. Yeah. Well, and, and like I said, for every, every opportunity that the Braves missed in this series, the Dodgers found a way to capitalize on opportunity. And that can just be the difference sometimes. The thing that the Dodgers did well that that we just couldn't seem to get past. And and, you know, uh, I, I, as much as I hate to to bring him up, Jesse said this to us last week on our show. He said that the Dodgers were the most patient team at the plate that he had ever seen. And. I'm going to agree. The Dodgers are the most patient team at the plate that I have ever seen. We would get, we would get O2 counts left and right, and they would work it full and they would see seven, eight, nine, ten pitches. And then all of a sudden our backs would get broken. It's, it's bound to happen eventually when you're facing a team with the kind of plate discipline that they had. And if there's one step I want to see the Braves take from 2020 to 2021, it's it's that, it, it's plate discipline. Um, it was it was frustrating as hell in Game Six because uh, we got to the ninth inning close enough to to strike, and it seemed like Kenley Jansen got through us in in six or seven pitches, three batters, six or seven pitches. Um, that that's the story of the series to me. Yeah, yeah, and but uh, again, I th I think that goes back to y you can improve. You know, I don't think at any point were we outmatched by talent. You know, were we overmatched by strategy? Sure, but at no point did I ever look at that and say, "Wow, they are so much more talented than the Braves are." No, I, no, I, I never, just, I never felt that. I, 
I, I think that one aspect of the game that I referenced, the, the Dodgers batters were much, much better at than we were. Um, I, I Perhaps if you look at game seven, uh, I, I mean, you, you have to give the nod uh, in a managerial sense to, to Dave Roberts. But that's not to say that, that Brian Snicker just went out and crapped the bed. No, no. If, I... if anything, this postseason should shut up every single person who who questioned Brian Snicker's managerial decisions. Yes, he had some blunders in the regular season, but you know what? It's the regular season. You can do that. Yeah. For the vast majority of the postseason, Brian Snicker put on a masterclass in managing National League Baseball. Yep. And, and we just fell short. It just. I hate it. You hate it. We all hate it. It happens. This is not. This is not the Falcons in the Super Bowl. This is not Georgia in the national championship game against Alabama. This is not that. This is not the Braves ending their postseason by allowing 11 runs in the first inning of a, uh, of a winner-take-all game. This isn't that. This team is better than that. They proved they were better than that. They're going to continue to be better than that. And that's, that, that's my big takeaway. I agree. Well said, sir. So what are you drinking tonight? water dude i've been drinking like a fish all week <laughs> my liver hurts swig of aqua for the working man what about you cam uh just polished off a yingling figured a, <laughs> figured, a, figured a beer or two with supper and after supper wouldn't be such a bad idea i had a had cheeseburger macaroni for supper tonight that was great oh that sounds good yeah i was just stuff. like I started nervous drinking at like six o'clock yesterday. Like I, I wasn't going out with friends or anything. I was just so nervous that like I was trying, I was trying to use drinking to calm my nerves. It didn't work for the record for anyone thinking of employing that strategy. Well, at least you can be honest there and let people know that's not a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not, um, and and sure as hell didn't help how I felt when I woke up this morning. No, no, I'm sure not. I I only had a couple last night, believe it or not. Although I also wasn't able to breathe through my nose last night. So uh, in terms of not feeling great, that probably supports why. Yeah. And Cam, we, we talked about this uh, before we started recording. But this, not just this week, but the last, I, I guess, two and a half weeks ago or so, the, the postseason started. Um, it has been not only mentally taxing. Obviously, it has been. I am so physically exhausted. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I cannot explain exactly why. Um, it's just, it has to be just from elevated heart rates for an extended period of time over and over and over again. I don't want to do any more no off day post seasons. Yeah. I, I need those off days. 
Yeah, I I, I can agree with that. It, it, there was no downtime at all. Like there was no time for you know, kind of reconvening after a big game. It was pretty much, you know, one day to the next, just kind of rolling with the punches, which, you know, I think in some way, some ways help the guys because, you know, they rattle off seven wins in a row to start out the postseason. Um, but I suppose in other ways, you could also look at, it, look at it from a rest standpoint of, you know, the guys were maybe more taxed, being used more. So I, I don't know. There, there's probably at least some effect there as well. But yeah, I, I agree. No days off was kind of rough. I, I feel like I was just playing in the postseason. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm sore from head to toe. It's just, it's weird. Like your neck, your back. No, don't do it. <laughs> this isn't a Patreon episode. I, I gotta, 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 <laughs> gotta stay clean. Can't, can't do that. Uh, but yeah, man, that was, uh, that sucked. You know, though, it's okay. It's going to be okay. I promise. Yeah, it, it is, it is. And, and I know, I, like I said in the intro, I know how I'm going to ultimately regard this season. Um, but this is, this is going to sting for a little while and that's, that's just the way it is. But you know, later, later it won't. And that'll be great. You know what else is going to be okay? What's that? This fine podcast you're listening to the chatting average podcast, which started way back when we thought baseball was actually going to start. At a normal time. <laughs> what a ride. What a ride this has been. This is crazy. This, yeah. I, I mean, I guess other podcasts that have been around for a while uh, know how to deal with the finality of the season. Uh, we're, we're figuring out figuring it out on the fly. Yeah. As we've figured <clears throat> everything out on the on the fly from day one. Yeah, so, so we're actually going to become a wrestling podcast starting next week. <laughs> That's uh, not true. That's we're going to be called true. Chatting Arm Bars, and uh, <laughs> it's going to be great. not true. Please don't unsubscribe. Yeah, but that's a whole new audience we could tap into that's just as fickle about their fans. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, anyway. You think baseball fans can be bad. Oh, man. Yeah. Some of y'all need to go hang out with some wrestling fans one day. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, it is take no prisoners in, in the wrestling world. Hey, so but uh, speaking of other baseball podcasts, let me let me just give a huge shout out real quick to Atlanta Baseball Talk. Um, So as Probably a lot of you know, if you happen to listen to our show, you've probably listened to theirs at some point and hopefully still do. Uh, those guys announced uh, a month or two ago that this was actually going to be their last season that they were going to co- going to be covering. Um, those guys have been going, gosh, I think close to 10 years at this point, maybe longer. Well, anyway, uh, the episode that they released just this morning was episode 499 recapping NLCS game seven. And they have announced today that they're going to come back next week for one final show so they can end 
on an even number of 500 episodes. Um, those guys are the, like the OCD and me absolutely loves that. <laughs> those guys are legit the OGs of Braves podcasting. Um, I know, like myself, and along with numerous other Braves podcasts, would not have even been interested in doing something like this if it weren't for shows like Atlanta Baseball Talk. So, hats off to Steve and Hamilton and Curtis for job well done on that show. Uh, enjoy your retirement, fellas. Absolutely. That is that is one hell of a run. And, For sure. You know, since we're talking about uh, about other Braves baseball podcasts, um, that leads me to uh, talk about a, a friend of mine that that you hear on the Platinum Sobrero podcast. Uh, that's Mr. Doc Herbert. So. Last weekend, uh, as I talked about on, on the show, um, I went to a concert with with Doc. And so we had uh, a group chat going, the four of us that were all going to this concert. And so we were all going to meet at my house. So I posted my address in the group chat, of course. Did, and you, play, did you play Flow Rider when they showed up? Uh, I did not. Okay. Missed opportunity. Not, Missed no, opportunity. Not an opportunity I would have ever taken. Missed but opportunity. But I digress. <laughs> anyway. But didn't think <clears throat> anything of it. Apparently, Doc thought quite a lot of it. So he apparently... Stands outside my bedroom window every night <laughs> looking at but, me. You know, now that you say that, I suppose it's possible and I'm going to be worried about it. <clears throat> But um, apparently he was aware <laughs> of a company that will anonymously mail someone a potato. If you follow right. us on Twitter, you've already heard this whole story. Um, but we're, we're going to give you the long version of it here. So he, I, I, I come home from work on Tuesday. Uh, and, or wait, it must have been, must have been Thursday, actually. Um. So it was it was the game where where the Braves uh, got beat up in the first inning um, and then, you know, held them for the rest of the game and scored a few runs at the end. Still lost big, but I know it was uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. OK, what, yeah. whatever it was that game. Um, but anyway, so I, I get home from work uh, and I guess it's around the maybe the fourth inning, something like that. I go and get my mail. And there's this little manila envelope uh, with with no return name. Return. To just send some that. just some random P.O. box in nowhere, Texas. Which is not obviously an address I'm aware of, uh, but it had it was addressed to Austin Riley's race <coughs> at Chatting Average podcast. Um, which I was, I was very confused by because I mean, who the hell that knows my address would address a letter to me as such. Um, how, how, how prepared were you to open up this envelope and it'd be like poop or hair on the inside of it? <laughs> like, did that cross your mind at all? Uh, I didn't know what I was getting into uh, and I had had a rough day at work, so I was just kind of blindly opening it. 
God, I hope this is anthrax. <laughs> anyway, so I open this package, and in it is uh, is a potato, and uh, the potato has a very poorly written message on it, saying, "Hey, I anonymously mailed you a potato." In in effect, um. So I I wrote uh, a kind of a just a throwaway, not even baseball related Twitter post about, hey, this is the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me. I just opened the package and it was a potato and I put a picture of it with the message on it up on Twitter. Uh, and then our, our friend Corey Lester uh, decided that that coincided with uh, the Braves not allowing any more runs in that game and scoring a few themselves, dubbed it the rally potato and kind of ran with it. So so it, it wasn't that big of a deal that night. Um, wake up the next morning, see a few tweets about it, whatever. Uh, I go to work. And, and I get off of work and, and I check my phone. And I've got hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of notifications uh, from my Twitter. And I noticed that that the Braves have followed me. A after all this time, the Braves official account had followed me on Twitter. And I'm like, I, I still didn't know why or what the hell was going on. But I had gotten kind of a cryptic text message from Corey saying, like, like, we really ran with this or something along those lines. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Um, and next thing I know, basically the entirety of Braves Twitter is talking about the rally potato. And literally overnight, it became this, this huge thing, a damn potato. And, and I, in, in like, 72 hours, I picked up like nearly 800 new followers. The Braves were tweeting about the rally potato during the National League Championship Series. Um, and on top of that, I got invited by uh, a writer named Alex Carr for the Bay Area branch of The Athletic to do an interview about the potato. Now, obviously, we know the Braves have lost. There's no reason for them to to share that article. So it probably will never see the light of day. But that was genuinely the the strangest, like, 48 hours uh, of my life. Like, the, I, uh... I almost shudder to think of what it would have grown to become had the Braves actually won the series. Yeah, the internet's a weird place. It's uh, weird. Like, if you thought Victory Moose was weird, rally oh boy, you have not seen Rally Potato. By the time <coughs> I got off of work that day, the day that, that it started popping up everywhere, um, some outlet had already written an article about it and released a Rally Potato t-shirt. 
Mind you, Cam and I didn't see a penny from any of these Rally Potato t-shirts, but no fewer than three different outlets released a Rally Potato t-shirt before we had an opportunity to. So, so Yeah, because uh, we're both just normal guys working and living our lives. Like, so, so I finally get my little 15 minutes of fame and we can't make one red cent off of this damn rally potato. I'm kind of going to be pissed about that for a while too. To his life. <sighs> if you want to support the life. show, go to teespring.com slash stores slash chatting average podcast and get yourself a rally potato t-shirt direct from the source. And you know, all the other great t-shirts we have too, but mostly a rally potato t-shirt. Yeah. And to those of you who have bought stuff before or have decided to support this show monthly via Patreon, thank you. What's that fun. Patreon address again, Cam? Uh, Patreon.com slash average. Nope. Nope. That ain't it. What's, Fuck. What's the name of our show, Cam? I'm very tired. I can... <laughs> <laughs> oh man i might have to clip that out that was a good moment <laughs> we're still recording cam oh oops <laughs> i don't know just google patreon chatting average podcast you'll find patreon.com slash chatting average podcast there it is we we cool. would appreciate your support and we're going to be releasing some content uh, for the off-season because uh, we've got a little bit more free time now. Yeah, yeah, but we're, we're going we're gonna to keep this show going because I, I think Alex and I both really enjoy doing it. We, you know, we, gosh, I don't think we ever thought, you know, this would be as much fun as it has been. Uh, we've met a ton of people, you know, online that... You know, listen to the show, and we are just eternally grateful for everybody that's decided to give this dumb little show of ours a listen. Uh, we, we thank you, and uh, we hope just keep the good times rolling here at the old chatting average. And Barstool, if you're listening, we will sign a uh, a lucrative deal, so oh, just send sure. it our way. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Hit, hit, hit us up, uh, Jared Carabas. Get us a meeting with El Perez. Jared. You do not want these rock, paper, scissors hands. Uh-oh. Stay hot, Rocket. I have challenged you on multiple occasions on Twitter. Now I'm doing it on another platform that you surely listen to. Oh, for sure. For sure. Rocket, paper, scissors. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, Cam. Yes. I don't know why that reminded me of this. Um, but something that, that we can't allow to get lost in in this period of you know post braves morning yes um is that there's something you owe the world do i though yeah yeah we'll get to it no need <laughs> to ex no 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 need to explain we'll, we'll get to it okay okay if you follow at average chatting on Twitter, you probably have an inkling of what I'm talking about. If you don't, then hopefully Cam comes through 
and you will get the most pleasant surprise of your entire life. Eventually. Cam, I'm going to get Josh Goldberg to come to your house. <laughs> oh, God. And force you to do that video. <sighs> I came in like a wrecking ball. I can't hit that note right now. <laughs> or I or ever. Or, 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 or ever, if we're being honest. <laughs> Uh, Yikes! Yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. It's the high notes, not the COVID. In this show before it ends you. <laughs> <sighs> so yeah, we don't we don't have segments this week. I don't know. What is structure? We'll get back to it though. We'll get back to it. Yeah. Cam, what else you got for the people? Um Hmm. It's almost Halloween, so uh, enjoy that. Spooky get some of those. Season. Get some of those uh, Pillsbury uh, sugar cookies with the pumpkins on them. <laughs> See, I, uh, my wife and I have this bad habit of going <clears throat> and getting uh, cookie dough, uh, and then never actually putting it in the oven. Yeah. Um, I think the last two times we've, we've bought cookie dough to get it, to get, to make cookies. We, we've, it's not survived long enough to get into the oven. All right. So what's your, what's your go-to cookie dough? Um, so my favorite is one my mom always used to make, which is basically, it's an oatmeal chocolate chip cookie. Okay. Okay. Basically, basically the same as, as you would think about texture wise of like a, an oatmeal raisin cookie. Um, right, except better. Better raisin, raisins. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Well, what what about you? What's your go-to? Um, peanut butter cookie dough actually is pretty dang yes, good. Yes, peanut butter cookies are elite. Yeah, yeah, got and they're not as good if you don't take a fork. Yeah, you got to do the crosshatch. Put the crosshatch on there. You got you to. You have to. Do. Yeah, that, that's how you know it's a peanut butter cookie and not just like a burnt sugar cookie. <laughs> An overly done sugar. What? What is... All right, let me ask oh, you this. But wait, you know what's not as good as peanut butter cookies? It's any cookie cake. Well, that's been it for this week on Chatting <laughs> Average. <laughs> I'm Kevin oh, that we'll is a throwback to a fight that we had for about three weeks straight when we first started this show. You say that as if that fight has actually stopped. It is not. It is not. Talk but ice cream it. cake is better than cookie cake. Oh, Marla, what have you done to my boy? <laughs> well, guys, there, there's no good way to end this show. So we're going to end this show. That has been episode 32 of the Chatting Average podcast. For Cam Matthews, my name's Alex. We'll see y'all next week for another brand new episode. Bye! With that, we've reached the end of the show. If you want to connect with the show, you can contact us via text or voicemail at 678-242-9408 or on Twitter at Average Chatting. 
If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a patron at www.patreon.com slash chatting average. We'll see y'all next week on another brand new episode of the Chatting Average Podcast.